Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a fresh-faced first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is, is the story So Farscape. So we actually get to tell the story So Farscape because this is part two of, yeah. a, of a two-parter. Yes, episode 120, The Hidden Memory, following 119, who would have guessed. Uh, um, <laughs> You're no, so not, good at math. It's not nice, it's uh, nerve, that's the one. We talked <laughs> yes, about this last time. It wasn't nice. It wasn't, it wasn't nice at all, no. Uh, yeah, Nerve, which was uh, uh, written and directed by uh, uh, Absolute deep Dream Team, uh, Ricky Manning and, oh, who was the director? Rowan Woods, of course. Uh, and this time we've got the, the writer Justin Mondo and the director Ian Watson. Ian Watson has also done, uh, um, I think, Till the Blood Run. Oh, no, I'm embarrassing myself now. Uh, so, the story's so farscape. Prepare to stop it. Uh, last time, I mean, there's been a lot of continuity. Mm. The, 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 everything that's that's happening now actually started in episode 118 when Lorax stabbed Aaron. Uh, yeah, injuring her uh, to the point that she needed some sort of genetic donor material to regrow her sebaceous nerve or something like that. That knife must have pierced my peripheral nerve. The only treatment is a tissue graft from a genetically compatible donor. And there was no way to nowhere to get that, except they had learned in episode one eighteen, a bug's life, that there was a, a gamic base, a military science base, somewhere so in it, the uncharted territory. Is it just called gamic base, or is a gamic base a thing? It's, it's called a gamic base. So gamic yeah. either means military science or right. a secret, uh, unacknowledged, like a black site. Yes, which it clearly is, because nobody's supposed to know about it. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, except our heroes did find out, um, and and John decided um, that he would he would stage a foolhardy rescue mission with d- no real plan, no uh, other than just randomly jab people for genetic material. Fortunately, our uh, PK Tech girl was also stationed at this base, who greatly helped them around, saved his bacon, and yes, them because Chiana decided to come along. Yes, who's like. Taken some initiative to uh, uh, to earn her keep. To uh, she's uh, yeah, she's definitely been uh, becoming more of a part of the crew and actually working towards it. Why do you think that is? Oh, because um, she came aboard as a as a prisoner, as yeah. they all did, and she wasn't entirely sure about about staying. But like, is the, I, I, I guess was, she I recognizes a good thing. Listen, sunshine, you want to be part of this crew? On your good days. This is one of the good days. I thought you were junior Miss Tough Chick of the Universe. Yeah. Well, I can kiss or kick or cry my way out of it. This is way, 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 way different. You bet your ass it is. Yeah, it's got to be something general like that, right? Because there hasn't been a specific inciting event that made her realize, oh, these are people that I can can rely on. No, she's just, for the time being, it's safe. For the time being, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick around until uh, see how long it lasts. And they had fun at that dinner at the end of uh, uh, Through the Looking Glass. Right, yes. Yeah. So, the end of the previous episode leaves us with uh, Aaron cured, or at least on the path to uh, being uh, mended, and John still imprisoned at Yo, the Gamak base. It's, it's terrible, because while, uh, uh, while Jelena helped them to successfully acquire not just a, a tissue graft, like there's now synthetic tissue, just a yeah. simple uh, one-quick shot from an auto-pipette. And you get a genetic graft, which like gives you all the material that you need to uh, regrow your nerve. Yeah, your peripheral nerve, yeah. um, which Chiana... Uh, actually, yeah... Chiana takes it back to uh, to Moya in the mm-hmm. end. Apparently, she can pilot a prowler. No yeah. big deal. Bit I mean, she's a, she's a girl of many talents. But John has been found out. Yes, um, because the uh, uh, the the leader of the Gamak base, uh, a leather clad, scary looking gentleman called Scorpius. Mm. Scorpius. 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 I am Scorpius. Saw him in the hallway and immediately recognized him as an imposter. Right. That man. He is an imposter. I noticed, by the way, that uh, Scorpius doesn't seem to have a title. He doesn't have a... I, I wrote that down, a, too. A military, he doesn't have a military title. He's doesn't just Scorpius. He's not commander Scorpius. He's not imperious leader Scorpius. He's yeah. just Scorpius. Because the, uh, the red-headed woman in quite a similar outfit to his, like, yeah. who clearly works for him, she still talks to him as Scorpius. Yes. 
addressing him straight by name. Yeah, or I noticed Scorp- that as or well. Or Scorpy, as he's affectionately known by his prisoners. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, of whom we meet one other that is uh, that is Stark he is uh, uh, John's cellmate yes uh, a long time fan of the Aurora chair yes he seems to be having a little thing for it I guess it's Stockholm Syndrome or something yeah. along those lines because he really wants to get into the chair and every time that they come for John he goes like can I go can I, can I go love the chair love the chair love the chair He's very possessive about it. I know that I'm, I'm I'm giggling now because we're supposed to be a fun-filled uh, uh, Farscape fan cast, but man, this is this is heavy stuff we're dealing with here. Yeah. Uh, played by Paul Goddard, by the mm. way. I don't know if I mentioned that last time. He was in the Matrix. He was one of the agents. Right. Yes. He seemed to have a somewhat familiar face. I mean, there's been a lot of. It was filmed in Sydney, so you see a lot of the same yeah. the same faces. Oh, the pre-stain. In uh, uh, Jeremiah Crichton, you yeah. know, the, the, she was also in the Matrix. Oh, she was, I think, one of the captains, or maybe she was on the council. Yeah, oh, I think she that was makes on the sense. Yeah, she yeah. got the face for it. So uh, everybody's left in dire straits. In the uh, at the end of the last episode, they uh, uh, administered the cure to Aaron. Didn't let her know that uh, John was still in danger. No, and it pretty much opens up to that to her being taken care of by um, Zahn. Uh, and slowly recovering, and immediately uh, in distress as soon as she learns that John is no, not on Moya. Yeah, she's told by, by Dargo. Dargo decides to tell her everything. Yeah. And uh, she's outraged, like, why, 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 why are we here? Why didn't you tell me? And yeah, why are, we still, why, why, are, why are we not doing anything about this? And Also, why haven't you gone to rescue him? Yeah. And Dargo says, yeah, there are hundreds of peacekeepers there. I, he says, pointing at all of his <laughs> tentacles, can't infiltrate. But I can, is what uh, Aaron says, and immediately gets starts to get up, get out of bed, crawl out of bed. And she does another really good quick change. I mean, she's in that uniform before you can blink your eyes. I wonder whose uniform that is. It's got to be Hassan, right? Because these are these are the PK uniforms from the yeah. uh, the commandos. Like, I wonder what they did with the bodies of those commandos. Clearly, they stripped them down. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe Rigel got his hands on them. Shove them out the airlock, yeah. Find your own afterlife by... <laughs> yeah, but definitely naked. We're going to keep everything uh, uh, unless it belongs to Calvin. What does this say? Calvin. Uh, but yeah, so she's already geared up. Hey, speaking of outfits, Zan's got another kick-ass traveling outfit. Oh, yeah. She's got this gorgeous, like, silver uh, uh, robe. Yeah, it's probably made from one of the silver uh, skin flakes of Moya rather than the golden ones. <laughs> okay, so you better not lick it or it'll turn red. <laughs> Oh, that's not going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> okay, uh, well, someone who's not nearly having a good, as good a time as we are is, uh, is John, who is strapped to the Aurora chair. Yes, lots of more uh, brief little flashbacks of his previous past, how he got here, lots of space shuttle shots, lots of uh, shots of... Uh, the Farscape 1 flying through the wormhole. Yep. And I've noticed something, that the Aurora chair seems to have the ability to extract someone's, not just extract someone's memories, but also turn them into a third-person view. Yeah, well, that's the clip show, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. We've, that, that's, that's one that we've kind of got to forgive. <laughs> but yes, I noticed that as well. Like, lots of, hey, really cool exteriors of Farscape 1, John. Yep. When did you see that? Exactly. Or While uh, floating out in space. Later, yeah, people seeing themselves interact with someone else because you, you'd think you'd get a first-person view of that uh, uh, event. Hey, but that's kind of how memories sometimes work, right? Dreams as well. Like Sometimes you do see yourself performing like a, like a third-person game. Oh. Yeah. The mind is plastic like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is a property that the... Uh, uh, John at one point calls her PK Barbie. Ooh. Welcome to Barbie World. Uh, is exploiting while she's operating the uh, uh, the chair for Scorpius and for Crace. Crace showed up last episode. Oh yes. Uh, Crace is having a ball. He's 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 enjoying John being tortured in the chair, I suppose. Yeah. And and it's it's terrible, atrocious torture. You can see the the incredible toll that it takes on uh, on on John. His defiance is 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 manic and panicked um he's he's weeping he's exhausted uh, uh, uh and insists that he's not resisting but he is hiding something right okay barbie and, knows that and apparently her name is. apparently they can uh, detect when you're uh, blocking something from the chair yeah after this interrogation session he gets thrown back into the ch- into his cell and he starts developing a bit of a rapport with his uh, cellmate yeah yeah, they uh, they get into another little altercation. Uh, Over which Stark side of is, the, which side of the room we're uh, supposed to stay on? This is my side. You stay on your side. My side. Your side. My side. Your side. My side. Your side. 
there's a bit of suspicion uh, because Stark is hiding something mm-hmm. and they're 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 hiding things from each other. You, you, you wonder if Stark is a spy. Um, well, at this point, with the whole man in the iron mask thing, I'm trying to wonder if he's like some sort of Sebastian uh, prince or something that is being like sequestered away. Turns oh, out later whoa. in the episode that he's not. But you know, it's well, like that was a cool thought. <laughs> I thought this was a, a really well-drawn scene. They have this this moment of suspicion of each other, but the suspicion doesn't last very long. No. Like, they're so uh, traumatized and exhausted that their their sort of natural hopeful tendencies shine through uh, because John correctly infers... You're not crazy. Are you stark? No, you're like how you're just acting like that and you're... Yeah, because if I act crazy, then they bother me less. Yes. Wow. And he's also hiding something. Because he's hiding a little uh, tech device, which he can apparently hope to use to open the cell door by trying one code at a time. And John laughs and is like, oh, you're going to be locked in here forever if you're going to have to do that one at a time. Yeah, uh, not quite clear what that means. It was some kind of magnetic, like, decryptor thing, but one yeah. sequence at a time. What does, how long does it take to do one exactly. sequence? Exactly, there's like, and he actually runs over to the door and, like, fails again, and then, like, immediately doesn't do another one, but... Yeah. Uh, maybe it takes a long time to reprogram each uh, each sequence or something. Something like that. Like, he made it from bits of scrap metal that he's managed to collect over the years. He's been there for two cycles, two I believe. Two cycles, he mentioned, yeah. yeah. With over 100 sessions in the chair. Yeah. Woof. Um, another person who's not having a great time is Moya. Mm. We see her listing about in space. Yes, uh, she's, she's kind of like, like doing donuts, uh, trying to fly around and uh, can't starburst anymore, can barely keep position. Yeah. There's a brief mention that it would be tricky to maintain orbit, which is a bit weird. That's not how orbits work. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, when you're wobbling like this, I mean, it's it's mostly that they don't have propulsion control. Mm. Not necessarily they don't have propulsion. So then, yeah, maintaining orbit stably can be tricky if you have I uncontrolled mean, propulsion. Right, but Moya presumably has the uh, propulsion control, and Moya is also, uh, you know, going to benefit from maintaining an orbit. Yeah, but it may be highly erratic, sort of like a muscle spasm, because uh, she's yeah she's uh, in the middle of active labor. Fair point, yes. Uh, her her baby, um, uh, conceived in uh, episode 10, They've Got a Secret, is coming. Well, it wasn't conceived then. That's when they learned about it being present. Well, uh, no, I think it's fair to say it's conceived. I mean, Pilot does does say that the uh, the catalyst that was released then, yeah. because uh, uh, Dargo kicks something open and, the, and yeah. those, those spores come out, uh, that, that, like, caused, triggered, released... Uh, uh, accelerated whatever the, uh, uh, the 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 pregnancy, right? But uh, immediately on later in that episode, there's already a pretty well formed little baby ship there. Yeah, we remarked on that being uh, pretty impressive. That's why the particles are biomechanoid. Yeah, it's a catalyst. A catalyst for pregnancy. So I thought. I mean, I, I was under the impression that the whole control collar basically stopped her pregnancy as well, and just oh. like she was, she, that she already was pregnant and. Uh, Whatever this thing that was released, yeah, it, it definitely did things to the to the to the uh, to the unborn Leviathan. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and again, then the pregnancy started uh, continuing, which apparently is like a bit of a you know, there's not really a, a exact gestation period which Leviathans have. I wonder how much of that is. I mean, obviously the, dependent, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whether it's maybe pilots just concealing his lack of knowledge. Maybe he just hasn't bothered Possible. to look it up. Right. You know, he's a little insecure about his lack of scientific knowledge, which has never apparently been an issue, honestly. Eren, accompanied by Dargo and Zahn, yeah. take one of uh, Moya's uh, shuttles. The transport pods. Transport pods, yep. that's the one. Uh, and uh, start flying back using the same data that uh, was uh, put in place by our little... Uh, by, I don't know. Using, uh, using the same coordinates that uh, were used by uh, Chiana in uh, leaving, they fly the same route back under the radar, at least through the gaps yes, in the, in the uh, that's system. that's right. Uh, 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 and the, the, like, it doesn't have a lot of security. Aaron is quite confident in that. It won't have any sensors on top, because sensors would give, would give away that there's a base underneath. Yes. Which, I mean, fair. Good point, yeah. I mean, it works both ways, I suppose. And yeah, yeah. having a radar signal coming out there would like be a bit of a beacon, like there's something here. Yeah. I wonder why it's so secret, though. Yeah, we've not really seen anything. At first, I thought that uh, it was probably because of the chair, but... Later on in the episode, it seems that those chairs are fairly common in okay, uh, Peacekeeper. I, I, uh, I was curious what you thought about parlance. that, because I don't know. Uh, I mean, um, 
she is told, Erin is told by Dargo, yeah. uh, probably from Chiana, that, uh, that John has been put in the Aurora chair, which is extracting right. memories from him, and, and she hopes that he can resist it. I'm hoping Crichton will be strong enough to fight the chair. It is really ambiguous whether she knows what an Aurora chair is already or where she infers it from, from what Dargo right. says. I got the impression she did, especially because later on, uh, Crace says that, like, no commander has ever been put in the Aurora chair, which... Uh, no, he says... No captain has ever been subjected to such an indignity. Oh. It could be unique. Yeah, I, I paid attention uh. to that. So you could be right. It, it could be that there are more Aurora chairs. It could also be un- a unique feature. And, I, I just don't know. And that explain why there... Maybe that's the focal point of the base. I mean, that's the impression I got in the first episode, that that whole Aurora chair was kind of the thing that that base was there for. That would make sense. I mean, it's a it's a wormhole research base yeah. that, that belongs to, to Scorpius, but, you know, not being able to go to the surface, not having access to, to regular access to space, you can't do a lot of experimentation. So mm. the research must be acquiring wormhole knowledge, I guess, from brains? Digging through people's minds, yeah, yes. Yeah, kidnapping people who might know something. Yeah. Jelena, in the meantime, is holed up in her little... Uh, how uh, 2001 uh, <laughs> pod area. I mean, yeah. come on, it looks exactly like that. No, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The uh, the, the the paneling lights, the uh, the little circles of uh, of lights with also dots the, in the, also in the, the red eye, which is kind of like I mean, it's, Ooh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the gateway in this kind, not the actual eye, but it still has the same kind of look to it. <laughs> I see what you mean. And she starts talking to John again, tells him that, uh, yeah, uh, basically, again, turn your back to the camera because they can see, but they can't hear. Uh, that was a good little reminder to us as uh, as the audience. And John goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, obviously, he's been through a lot. He forgot oh, this yeah. for a little bit. And she's doing more uh, phone switchboard technology by patching little cables into various things with her fold-out tech case. I'm not quite sure what it is, but yeah, she seems to be able to do a lot with that thing. Yep, and tells him to uh, uh, to hang in there. Um, and then John says to Stark, who's been overhearing all this, it's like, mm-hmm. well, uh, who, who is that? Yeah. Uh, he says he has a friend on the, on the outside, and now we both have a secret. Yes. Which is kind of a nice bonding moment. Uh, and they- it's both geared towards escaping. Yeah. Now, uh, unfortunately, Stark does not have a lot of confidence in John's ability to withhold his thoughts. He's, he Stark is convinced that he alone can withhold his thoughts from the chair indefinitely. Yes. But Jelena tells him to do exactly the opposite. Like, yeah. don't hold back. Think of the first time we kissed, or the time we kissed. I'm not sure if it was the first time or the one time. Yeah, when we uh, when we when kissed. We kissed. On the, yeah, because that is, of course, the memory that he's been withholding. He's been protecting her identity. Yes. Uh, did you cotton onto that before you saw it here? No, I don't think I did. Neither uh, did I. Uh, in my initial watching, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, because like he's not they're they're digging for information about wormholes through him, but he doesn't know anything about wormholes. Yeah, he's already given them everything that he knows. Like I got sucked through one, and that's it. And I've been trying to figure out about it, and they don't believe him, obviously. But- no, because they unlocked like a memory that he didn't know he had. Yeah, uh, where Jack the Ancient uh, 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 apparently imparted some wormhole clues into his brain. What what I did get, however, was that he was, uh, yeah, basically holding out, and presumably to make sure that they didn't give up on him, didn't kill him, didn't whatever. It's like as long as he has a secret, they are going to be interested in him. Oh right, yes, of course. I mean, Jelena does observe that uh, uh, once Scorpius believes that John is no longer useful, he will execute him. Yep, uh, and therefore he is trying to, uh, yeah, basically keep a secret and and protect her identity at the same time. So she gets working on the chair. She cozies up with another little tech underneath. Does a little bit more plugging and unplugging. Uh, yeah. Removes a module, replaces it with a different one. Yeah, that other tech under the chair was like, oh, hi, Jelena. Hey, Beeks, you need some help? Oh, hi, Jelena. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little a little sort of casual workplace friendship, like... Working on the torture chair, like, how was your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is this is apparently what life is like for the for the tech cast. Yes, like they have a much more relaxed society. They just have jobs to do, and they go and do them. Mm. And she tells the tech to clear off. You go and do something else. I'll do this. Oh well, you're much better at you this anyway. Bit. Yes, uh, she does a little bit of plugging and playing. Yes, she swaps these two cylinders. She's she's brought along one cylinder and she replaces one of the one of the cylinders um, because the chair is being prepared. Uh, for maximum power under the under the supervision of uh, uh, PK Barbie, I think her name is Neem. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and just in time, Jelena, Jelena crawls out just as uh, uh, Scorpius and, uh, and Crace walk back in. I, I noticed that with Crace, they're still doing the uh, showing his emotional state by how well his hair is done. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, still like he's got these loose braids hanging out. Yes, and when he's cool and composed, and he's his hair is nicely uh, smoothed back, and when he's like coming unravelled, he's literally got his hair uh, kind, yeah. of, kind of frazzled as well. Yep, he's not uh, he's not as clean shaven. All the all the lines are kind of yep. yeah. <clears throat> he's uh, very dishevelled. Yeah, as if he hasn't slept in uh, in days. Because yeah, he is gloating. He is loving it, and he can't wait. He just wants John to suffer. Yes, right. That's, that's his. That's basically uh, that's his, his whole thing. At this point. So they go over and get John, uh, much to the chagrin of his cellmate, who's like basically throws himself at them and uh, no, take me, take me. Oh yeah, to distract them so that he right. can finish talking to uh, uh, yeah. to, to Jelena. Gets, so- a, gets beaten up by Crace, um, which gets which earns Crace quite a disapproving look from Scorpius. I noticed. Yeah, well, Scorpius was playing good cop here. Yes, because then he goes to John. You see, Crichton, this is what I'm trying to keep you from. Yeah, Scorpi, you're all heart. But that, that disapproving look was all for Crace. It's like he's going, ah, oh, you loser. I'm sure that he is disapproving of, uh, uh, of Crace, uh, Scorpius is, because you can see how relentlessly calm he is. Scorpius, he, yes, yeah. entirely, always. Never raises his voice, no. speaks very clearly, softly, uh, uh, almost seductively. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's wearing a gimp suit and he's got these, these fantastically intense eyes and this really delicate speech, mm. um, but he's... He is hard as stone. Oh, he yeah, he's a ice cold. Yeah. So John, back in the chair, now gets to relive his memory with uh, Jelena. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as they are kissing, they are interrupted by Grace wandering in. Grace, don't you ever knock. Now, I saw that you were busy writing in your notebook, and then you looked back up, up and then and then Grace was in the room, and like, wait, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> we have to take it back there a second, because, yeah, this this shocking moment where uh, uh, you see all this uh, all this kissing, all the editing is still very, very fast, mm. and then um, the kiss turns out not to be on the on the Zelbinian, no. but is suggested to be on uh, uh, the command carrier. Uh, right. Well, the yeah. other command carrier, Crasis. Right. Crasis uh, ship, yes. Uh, and uh, there's a little exchange between John and Crace where John gives him the information about the wormholes. Yes, and, uh, uh, oh, Crace calls him Commander Crichton. Oh, Commander Crichton, yeah. Which, you know, that is his, uh, that is his title. Different, yeah. uh, uh, different chain of command, but still. No, yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Uh, and sort of chides him a little bit for, I see you've been enjoying the amenities of my craft. Yes. <laughs> for, for kissing one of the techs. She's a pretty lass. A different lass, though. Oh, was it? Oh, I yeah, didn't, well, I didn't uh, notice that. There's, a, there's a different, uh, also blonde. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, Jelena like altered the memory uh, to to show a different face. Oh, very clever. I yeah. mean, she is a very clever girl. Now, Chris is a little bit um, outraged, and I, I, I like that his focus of the outrage is on John. Tell them that it's not true. Damn you, Crichton! Tell them the truth. Oh, the chair can't lie. There is no way. Well, I mean, the chair maybe. Of the people in the chair, maybe not. But the chair itself apparently yes. can. It does not occur to them nope. that uh, uh, that it may have been tinkered with. Like the 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 loyalty of their techs is is unquestioned. Probably because they're treated so br- brutally. Yes. Um, and Scorpius says, "Of course, it's not true." But there's only one way to be sure it is a lie. Crace is outraged that he's like to be put through the indignity of being put in the chair and like as he's being questioned. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um he uh, he asserts his authority over Scorpius who which isn't doesn't exist. Scorpius stops talking to Crace and talks instead to his uh, his loyal soldiers behind him. Yeah. And like makes a makes a legal uh, uh numerical and even emotional sort of moral argument to them. Like you, if you want to keep your your commander out of that chair, uh, you're going to have to kill me and all my, my men on all, this base. All my men, yes. All my, yeah. <laughs> Which again suggests that he is in fact completely in control of the base, despite the fact that there oh, is yeah, a commander. Yes. Which is weird because there was this, the commander, the unlucky fried Sebastian, that and died at the end of the last episode, uh, and he uh, was the commander of the, the base commander. Yes, that's right. But apparently that is takes correct. orders from Scorpius. So yeah. he's, he must be some sort of, you know, a non-commissioned officer type. Yeah, he says his authority on this Gamak base is absolute. Yes. And even the last thing that he says to the uh, uh, the soldiers who are standing there but, uh, and, and on whom Crace is relying for protection, yeah. 
Do not listen to him. That is an order. Do what you know in your hearts is the right thing. By the time that a psychopath like Scorpius makes the uh, that that kind of moral argument, oof, which makes me actually wonder. I mean, I've I've called the uh, peacekeepers basically hired thugs before. Yes, uh, is, uh, rightly is, so. Is that maybe what's going on here? Has Scorpius maybe just like hired the peacekeepers to run this base? Like Scorpius oh, is doing the things. Yeah. Like I, I'm doing my research. I need people to bring me in the people that I think. Uh, I can probe their brains for and get wormhole technology from. Yeah. And he's just like, and that's why his control is I need is a security force. Yeah. So, and because I've, he's and, their client. Right, yeah. Very good. While this is taking place, uh, uh, the rest of our heroes have arrived on this uh, on this planet. They're they're unloading the gear. Mm-hmm. They're, um, they're on the surface, on the, on top of this big spire rock, which apparently contains the base, which has a rather pleasant uh, atmosphere, by the way it looks. When the, On the approach shots, it look all dark and grey, and then when they're walking out and about in what looks like the, I don't know, it's, it's got this it weird like lattice a, work of... Yeah, it's all, it's all crumbled. It looks like, a, like an airsoft arena. Something like that, yeah. Like it'd be really fun paintball, to play uh, uh, yeah. paintball. That was actually filmed in, uh, uh, I think it's called Sydney Harbour Park. These are, uh-huh. uh, these are old World War II uh, uh, battlements. Oh, okay. We've seen this before. Uh, the Tavlex. The, oh, the, the, the orcs? The space orcs? Space orcs, yes. exactly. Space orcs, uh, Mad Max cosplayers. Like their base was also filmed... Here, at the basically. same location, yes. Zahn and Dargo are uh, preparing explosives. Uh, Zahn is apparently upgrading explosives. I don't These know. I didn't know. Things. I didn't know you could upgrade explosives. Maybe, but with her chemistry set, uh, they can do that. And uh, they need more rocks. And yeah, they have a little chat about his qualter blade. I think this is a euro right. scene. Um, do you know how in in the first season additional scenes were filmed yes, for the European market? Yeah. Uh, because it's just some some backstory and conversation. Yeah, uh, she asks about. It seems such a uh, such an un, uh, what was it unconventional weapon, uh, weapon. Yes. Uh, and he tells about the 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 Telox who laid siege on uh, on Luxa for a hundred uh, solar days. Yes, that's an interesting thing that I've I've noticed that coming up a few times as well. That they they're talking about solar days all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, because apparently so Saren had to heal for ten solar days before her uh, uh, her nerve had properly properly regrown. Yep. Uh, and suddenly they they mentioned sol days or soli days. I, I, I thought was the first thing what they called it, but later on they called it solar days. Yeah. Now I think you you asked about that before whether they have like statute days in addition to the the, the cycle and the microt. And yeah. yeah, that's that's apparently what it uh, what it is. Their standard day is a solar day. Yeah. Uh, probably standardized around some sun. I don't know. Whomever got there first, I guess. Maybe the inventor of the Hetch Drive who sold it to the rest. Who yeah. knows? I noticed that Erin's uh, weapon has had a little modification. She's got a huge flashlight on the top now. I noticed that as well. She's yeah. got her space tire again. Uh, uh, and yeah, a big honking flashlight, Rather- which is... Good because it's pretty dark inside. Mm, no sight anymore, just like a flashlight, which it still looks a bit the same. But I mean, she usually light. fires it from the hip anyway. What does she need a, yeah. a sight for? Uh, she infiltrates the base, climbing down the uh, the stairs. Like this is a fantastic filming location, by the way. Mm. Uh, uh, it's all concrete and uh, and metal staircases, and she looks great in her uh, her leather outfit. She she's does. Still having a little trouble. Her hand's still shaking a little bit. Yeah, she's not uh, recovered completely. But she's, I mean, she's quick to to infiltrate. Like she's she's quite competently making her way through this uh, uh, through this I mean, base. Yeah, she's a uh, peacekeeper. She's just like act casual. Yeah, like nobody's going to like if there's enough people on the base, nobody's going to really act uh, like that. That's anything out of the ordinary to have her walking around there. It's basically the peacekeeper equivalent of like walking into somewhere with your uh, with your shirt slightly unbuttoned, uh, showing a, a t-shirt underneath, rolled up sleeves, pencil in your mouth, clipboard, high vis vest, and a clipboard. High vis, <laughs> yes, uh, 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 and like struggling with everything with like an open can of coke, and then asking someone, "Can you get the door? Come on, come on, come on, get the door, get the door." <laughs> John is returned to his cell, where we learn something about his cellmate. Yeah, he's being quite. Uh, He's had quite a turn of character, I'd suppose. Rather than being standoffish and uh, defensive about his side of the cell, he actually yeah. com- comforts John now. Risk. Oh, he needs it. Yes. Like John tries to. We've got to. We've got to try and escape. We've got to get out of the out of here. And I think Stark recognizes it. He rec- He knows the stages of. Uh, uh, terror and trauma mm. um, uh, involved, and 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 which stage John is in, and he recognizes that John is is exhausted. John falls into uh, uh, into Stark's into Stark's lap, yep, uh, and he and he cradles him and like caresses his hair and just holds him like, no, you need to you need to rest. 
I thought it was such a such a cool moment. Yes, and then he undoes his mask. Yeah. That's where we learn that he is definitely not a Sebastian prince. Unless Sebastians glow on the inside. Yeah, and I don't think this is like fairly standard for him. It's, it doesn't it isn't explained what it is, but his face looks like it's been burnt away and it's glowing from the inside. Yeah. And that glowing light seems to have a rather soothing effect on John. Yeah. What is that? What did you just show me? I'm able to give a few thoughts, that's all. Rest, my friend. He tells him that he's a member of the Bernick slave race or something Very like good. that. Very good. Bannock. Bannock, that's it. Bannock slave race, yeah. Uh, and our slavers think that we uh, that we can't feel. It's just that our feelings don't always show. He also has a hidden memory, yeah. which he is uh, keeping oh, yeah, very from... Good. Uh, the title. Yeah, yeah, which he's also keeping from uh, Scorpius. Uh, which is why he's still alive. They uh, guess, Scorpius yeah. finds him curious... Uh, uh, and I guess trying to optimize the functioning of the chair wants just, to find out how it's possible. Yeah, try to get through that, uh, break through that barrier. As uh, Scorpius and Neem are trying to do to poor Crace, now Ooh, I've got to say his... Seems to be a bit less uh, yeah, uh, right? resistant to the uh, chair. He is he is screaming, he's crying. What a fantastic performance by, uh, uh, by Lani Tupu, who mm. I noticed, or who you noticed, was uh, credited twice. Yes, He's in the main. Uh, he's in the main cast in the opening credits, and then he's also listed as a as guest, a guest guest star. So yeah. yeah, I guess if you play different parts, because uh, yeah, as as the uh, pilot's voice. Hey, easy money. Well, not easy money. I mean, well, you have to be stuck in a chair and scream and scream and scream while mm-hmm. these memories are being uh, extracted. Memories that we recognize from uh, uh, primarily um, uh, that old Black Magic episode one oh yes, nine, where yeah, he was uh, specifically about him uh, being. Uh, uh, stolen away from his parents, Shanghai. I believe they actually say call it Shanghai, doesn't it? Craig says it himself. Even. Yeah, my parents were common farmers. I was Shanghai from their commune as a young boy. Which I guess translates microbes. Yeah. Okay. It's just such a such a specific word because it's you know there is no Shanghai in space. No. Therefore, translating microbes. No, that's true. But uh, yeah, mostly um, scenes from that vampire dude. Yeah. Who was, uh, yeah, kind of also mentally torturing Crace uh, uh, at the time in order to get him to become more aggressive towards John, even more so. It is a sad state of affairs when just remembering your childhood is torture, yeah. as it is for uh, uh, for Crace. Until we land on the, the final memory of that episode, where uh, uh, he received his orders to return, yes, which Lieutenant Teague has concealed, and then he kills Lieutenant Teague. Teague. And then Scorpius looks at, looks at Grace because, yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you are not getting out of here. No, totally not. I have a command carrier now, <laughs> or however that works. More screaming, more shouting. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming. I mean, I've got to say, the the, the, the performance by, by Lani Tupu, well, I've said it before, is fantastic. There was actually a, a, a moment, I don't think it was here, I think it was later on with uh, uh, with Aaron, where he was he was doing one of these takes, and then the power cut out. And just... <laughs> And yeah, everybody was standing in the complete darkness with him still finishing his screams. Ooh, bone chilling that must have been. Um, Aaron somehow manages to find Jelena. Well, yeah, we can sort of infer uh, how she's doing that by, just as you say, she she walks in so competently, she she knows how these bases operate. She Mm. knows uh, what she's wearing, too, uh, because she's... And she knows she's she's looking for Jelena because she's been told that Jelena is there and been helping them, so, yeah. Like, she's got Lorac's ident chip, because mm-hmm. Gianna brought that back. She's got a, 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 a commando uniform. She knows all the uh, peacekeeper protocols. She is Sebastian, so she can pass through the DNA scanner. Like, she has the, the, the run of the place. Right. Uh, and she's very cautious, because when she does find Jelena, uh, uh, Jelena opens the door, and she gets gloved in the face. <laughs> Grabbed, um, yes. And an unseen voice says, Is there surveillance inside this cell? Called it a cell, by the way. We talked yeah. about this before. Like, what what kind of space is it that Jelena's in all yeah. the time with a with a quite a nice wet bar? Apparently, it's a it's a it's a cell. But I mean, that's it not might... where you keep prisoners. We've no. seen that. I mean, you know, uh, in a, in a monastery, uh, the the monks' quarters are also called cells. So oh, it's not right. uh, it's not unusual for uh, something other than a uh, actual prison cell being called a cell. I mean, yeah, the fact, that the fact that it's called a prison cell implies that there's other kinds of cells. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we get the fateful meeting between uh, Aaron and Jelena. They have a little heart to heart. Um, how, no, that's not really fair to say. They're not really opening up to each other, uh, but they are focused on the on the mission. Certainly, Aaron is, and uh, quickly determines here that uh, Jelena is in fact still uh, willing and able to help. Yes, um, and 
while John did not have a particularly good plan for uh, uh, getting what he needed to help Aaron, Aaron certainly has a an excellent plan. I mean, we don't even see her executed. We just have to assume her competence because everything that she does displays that, yeah, she knows what she's doing. We don't even need to see how she's uh, how she's coming up with these plans. Okay, so that's that's a part that I went like, okay, this is a bit weird. Because the head of security certainly would not certainly be chumming up with a random peacekeeper who shows up. I mean, she talks to him and like, and he acts like she's completely belongs there and, and he's right. the head of security. It's like, he should be like, I haven't seen you before. Suddenly well, in, in on this whole thing with the prisoner no, I, and with uh, yes. Scorpio and, but no, apparently this like, <laughs> Scorpio, uh, whatever, Scorpius. Yeah. No, I get what you, I get yeah. what you mean. I think that this is, uh, that this is narrative compression. And I think that it's, yeah, it's a shame that we don't see everything. If it was a John Jam, mm-hmm. then we would see all the steps because John is our, our focal hero most of the time. Right. But so uh, I think it is fair to say that some planning has uh, has gone on because she she knows to scan for something. So at this point, she already knows about Stark's magnetic doodad. Yes. Um, which we never saw her learn about. So she must have heard that from Jelena. We I didn't guess. see Jelena yeah, learn about point. it either. No. Uh, so th- th- there must have been some communication to prepare for uh, uh, for that because yeah apparently she's taken Hescon is his name Lieutenant Hescon right. uh, and uh, and told him yes she's impersonating someone from the command from Crasis Command Carrier oh that makes more sense yeah there is nothing in there I'm just telling you what I picked up from Crasis Carrier. Uh, and saying, yeah, we've detected something from this. this he's like, nah, it's impossible. I would have detected it. And uh, he does a scan to prove her that she's wrong. And then she goes like, oh, you're right. See? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What the frill is that? Obviously nothing. Hescon goes in, seizes uh, uh, Stark by the neck, tosses him across. Stark is panicked and outraged and, and attacks that John. Be- that he's been betrayed, Yes. Uh, but all is soon well when uh, uh, she pistol whips Hescon. Yes. <laughs> and, and John grabs Stark by the chin and just points him at, look, look. Who is she? That is the radiant Aaron Sun. She's with us. The radiant Aaron Sun, yes. he calls her. Oh. He is so happy to see her. Like, who would you rather see when you're stuck in a cell? Who would you rather see busting the door open and then you know everything is all right? Aaron, right? Hmm. Or? What do you mean? Um, oh, so you'd rather, oh, sorry. No, never mind. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, no, if it's to, Rigel to, opening the cell, then you go, oh, I'm even fucker than happened? it was before. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> happened? <It's> like, <laughs> things, things must be worse than I assumed. <laughs> yeah. They start running towards the surface. Jelena coming along with John and Aaron, which leads to the most nonsensical comment in the entire episode, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> oh. when Jelena goes like, "Oh no, peacekeepers!" and I was like, "Yeah, what were you expecting?" Like, of course, there's peacekeepers here. <laughs> well, there's, there's literally nothing else. You could, <laughs> it's, it's rocks and peacekeepers. Yeah. That's what you've got. Uh, and floor grates. They uh, they pick up a floor grate and they climb underneath just in time for uh, a peacekeeper Barbie to uh, uh, to march over them. Look at her outfit, by mm. the way. Yeah, she's like very much in the in the tight uh, leather latex type uh, thing with these long. Uh, dress uh, panels uh, hanging down in front, still wearing uh, trousers. I mean, it's like a super long loincloth or something like that. Scorpius has that a little bit as well. He's got the tails along the back, yes. but he still has the, the front panels, the, uh, yeah, it, the it must sort be of some, loincloth. It must be something of their thing. Uh, and she doesn't even look that out of place when you when you compare her to the PK soldiers behind her. All of them right. are they're also wearing leather these these weird sort of yeah. leather shawls. They're more like Judge Dreddy type uh, PK soldiers. Oh yes, Judge Dredd. Is the they also Dredd have to, they, they have the helmets and uh, everything like that. I am the law. <laughs> I am the peacekeeper. So they are miraculously undiscovered while they're they're glaring up through the grate. A, a very cool shot, and then oh no. I know. <laughs> Things on Moya are not going well. No. Oh no! Oh no! Yes. I love this pilot is so concerned. He goes, Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> like I was pilot going like super wow. bogan. <laughs> well, not bogan. He's a uh, he's a, he's a New Zealand actor. Yes, uh, Arlani Tupu. Uh, yeah, apparently there is uh, there is something not going very well with the birthing because. This is not a normal Leviathan baby. No. And apparently, I mean, like the way Moya is swinging about, I'm thinking like we're going to have some sort of centrifugal force uh, uh, <laughs> birth coming going. Sling it out. Yep. This. Well, we actually saw like her, 
I, I think so, I saw someone on Twitter remark that is this the first time that we've like actually seen up a birth canal on cable television? <laughs> or at least someone climbing into one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you see it from the the outside first, so you see uh, uh, these panels opening and uh, uh, and and a, and a strut retracting. Like clearly, her birth canal is is a mechanism as much right. as it's biological. You know, Biomechanoid. Uh, pilot warns them that uh, in order to uh, give birth, she's going to have to depressurize the entire ship. Yeah. Uh, and they have 80 microns to get to a pressurized room. And where's that? And it's like, well, my uh, nest is. Or does it call it a nest? or is Den. Den. My den? Oh, well, that's very lucky for you, isn't it, Rebecca? We can't get to you in 80 microns. Mm-hmm. Go to the hangar bay, and there's like pressure vessels there. You can climb into one of those. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd think like climb into the hangar bay, get into the prowler, get into the star, uh, get into. Uh, yeah, they've still got the Farscape one. Get into one of the other uh, transport pods because Moya has more than one transport pod. I mean, she should do. Yeah, like yeah, I think they're disposable. You've definitely got Farscape. That's right. They've got three spacecrafts. Well, at least two. Yeah, maybe she only has the one. I don't know, but at least two that he could uh, that he could get in. But maybe the hangar is is quite far away as well. Right. No, it's not. We've we've literally seen stands landing, and uh, uh, well, we wait. don't know how far there is. Uh, no, Moy is big. Moy is big. That's really big. Uh, Chana uh, can't get her uh, container to open. No, because it's locked. And then the other one opens, and Rigel goes, "It sure is, my dear." Oh. He locked it. He's such a bastard. Yes. And I don't know. Okay, and so this is this is kind of a, an upsetting and creepy scene. It where is he's, very creepy. He's very like Benny Hill handsy and like oh. He is very smugly offering her space in his, so and he can like snuggle up to her. There's a little bit of there. discussion about which various parts of anatomy are being pressed up against each other. He's so sleazy about it. But he where is, is this coming from? Like I he has know. never shown interest in bipeds. He's been quite offended by the idea of Zan in the nude. I'm not really body breeder. I mean, well, I'm not made that way. Help! Help! A mad Delvian exhibitionist <laughs> is, is forcing herself on me visually. <laughs> and uh, yet he is, like, creeping on uh, Chiana. Yeah, well, just a few episodes, episodes ago, she tried to put the moves on him, and he was, he was sort of huffy and outraged. Uh, Keep your fantasies to yourself. Frog boy. Fantasies about you? Ugh, why? Like, what's his what's his game? Why would he imagine that Chiana I would even be bothered? I have no idea. But yeah, they are uh, in the, in the uh, container, pressed up very closely together. Uh, uh, fogging up the uh, the window and Apparently then, the nerves get a little bit to him. He lets out a little helium fart. Yep. And Chiana's like, what was that? And it's like, just some helium. <laughs> just a bit of helium. Helium. That doesn't seem... Hey, to be in a pressure container that is completely sealed off yeah. and someone's like pumping helium into it, like that's that's fine as long as there's. Oh, like, that's right. It is inert. Inert helium is inert. It's yeah, not a big it, problem. It's like you're, you're just adding to the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. really going to. In fact, you're, not, the even, you're, not, you're not even increasing pressure because it's still uh, everything. It's already sealed off, so everything's already in there. Yeah. Unless his bowels have very high pressure. Then, I was going to say, but even then, it's going to be minimal. It's like not going to not not at all a problem. Yeah. Uh, lead to the funny scene where they are now talking in uh, squeaky helium voices. I don't like being in confined spaces. I I get nervous. You're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is what would happen, right? Yeah, yes, because we've established that it's a, it's an acoustic phenomenon. So if yep. you were in a in a room with only helium, you would you would speak all squeaky. But God, yeah, I mean, there's what still a, oxygen in there because they're still breathing. But yes, what a nightmare! Um, we see uh, once again we see a shot of uh, Moya's birth canal and and yep. a beautiful like crystal wrapped uh, uh, red and black silhouette in there. It already looks uh, uh, quite menacing. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Aaron is stalking through the base because in order to get to the surface, they need senior officers. Right. Apparently, Lorax, Lorax chip is not good enough for that. No, they need a senior officer. So she goes and finds Grace. Uh, Unattended. In still the chair. sitting in the, in the chair with the, the memory of killing Lieutenant Teague on the screen. Um, she talks to him. He does not recognize her voice. At first, no. Who's <laughs> that? Uh, and even when she taunts him about that, she he still doesn't recognize her. Until she says, like, I'm permanently tainted. Irreversibly contaminated. I, irreversibly, that's, right. that's the one. Irreversibly yeah. contaminated. And uh, then he identifies her. He remembers her name. And well, goes, yeah, of course. He's recorded oh, that message for Aaron her. Song. He still tries to uh, threaten her. Yeah, he goes through a few stages. I thought it was interesting how uh, how Justin Monjo wrote this because he I don't know ex- the exact order, but he appeals to her uh, her oath as a as a peacekeeper. Yes, which, you have my oath as a peacekeeper. 
Yeah, well, we know what that's worth. And she goes like, yeah, that ship sailed, mate. Uh, yeah, and also look who's talking. <laughs> yes. God. He tries to use his own authority, which she doesn't acknowledge his authority at all. Uh, and I think the last one that he lands on is uh, a threat. I will track you down and kill you, Officer Son. On that, I give you my vow. Well, you're going to do that anyway. Yeah. It's not not a big threat. She, on the other hand, just turns the machine up to 11. Yeah. And I'm just like, ooh, good going. Making him even crazier than he already is. Yeah, right. Like, that is... I mean, I certainly can't blame her. I've never, I've never walked in her shoes, but turning the torture device on and, and walking away. Just, yeah, and you can hear him screaming and screaming and screaming. Oh, my God. The phrase, you know, not even my worst enemy comes to mind. Because- yes. So, um, Jelena and Crichton are having a little tete-a-tete underneath the floor grating. Yeah, I've got to say, I didn't I didn't love this uh, this part of the plot. With Jelena as, like, her decision to leave depends on whether this boy likes her or not. Yes. I, I, mean, I never she, like that in she's, general. No, she's infatuated with him. She loves him. But she uh, wants some commitment from him. Right. She asked, like, do you love uh, Aaron? Yeah. And that's do you, do you th- want to be with me or you, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically a thing. It's like, I'm only going to come with you if I don't have to watch you making car fires at Aaron all the time. It's like, I don't want to, like, if I don't have a chance right, with you, yeah. then I'm not coming because I don't want to torture myself with that. That's the impression I got of it, at least. Yeah. She wasn't making any ultimatum. No, she was, no, you're right. She was going to say, like, either I, I have a chance with you or I'm not coming. That's yeah. basically what she's going on. Yeah, and he's, and he's, right. refers, he's refusing to commit. He's like, doesn't want to say. Yeah, he's saved by the bell when uh, when Aaron arrives. Uh, uh, I mean, he played her, really. Uh, he played on those very emotions the first time around when they met her in the whole PK Tech girl. Remember? Did he? I'm pretty he, sure. he didn't manipulate her. I think that was quite sincere between them. Okay. He had no reason to. I mean, they were just, you know, they were uh, replugging the... Uh, I, thought there was another, I thought there was another moment where they... You're thinking of Chiana in the last episode. Uh, Chiana... Uh, when she was working with Jelena, yeah. yeah, told told her that no, John's in love with you. That's it. Yeah, to motivate her, like oh, yeah. And now, of course, she wants to know and make sure that uh, that is actually true. Yeah, because she's seen John and Aaron in the uh, looking at each other. So Jelena asks Aaron, like, tell me what the what the deal is. Do you want to be with uh, uh, with John? And she's a bit like confused, like yeah. what's going on here? Uh, I didn't I didn't really think about that. What's it What's it to you? That as well. I actually kind of like how it's resolved here because uh, uh, Jelena, realizing that uh, uh, John and Aaron have feelings for each other that they're not uh, resolving, she decides to stay behind. Aaron thinks that it's a it's a stupid idea, but Jelena says, "I can take care of myself." Yes, which but, she clearly can. Yeah, she has so far. Who knows what she's what she's had to do to stay alive so far? Mm. Aaron and John uh, start making their way towards the surface. Yeah, um, the, the tempo really ramps up now. Yeah, Scorpio finds Crace uh, 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 slumped over in the chair and uh, decides somehow miraculously deducts that they are making a run for the surface and sets the security forces on him. We see uh, our uh, secu- Commander Heskell, like Heskon, yep, Heskon, yep, yep. Uh, walking proudly with his gun in front of his security forces, running towards the stairs. Uh, and actually, they said he's going to take the lift or something. Uh, yes, the level rise. The level rise. Uh, so Neem offers the option. Do you want me to just burn them out of the stairs? And go, no, says Scorpius. We need uh, uh, we need John alive. Yeah. We'll use the level risers. Ah, and we go. Ha ha ha! We've heard that word before. If the peacekeepers come up through the level risers, this is where they're going to surface. When Zan was preparing the explosives, when the uh, peacekeepers come up, they'll have to use the level risers. Oh. So we'll leave some surprises for right. them. Right. Okay, I missed that part. Yep. Chiana and Rigel come gagging out of the uh, the chamber. Uh, yeah, out of the uh, out of the pressure pod and into the fryer because uh, uh, oh no, <laughs> the birth is not going well. Oh no. What do you mean? Oh no. The the baby is stuck. The baby is too big. The and baby there is, is something wrong with well, the baby. Because the baby is armed. Yeah. They uh, they get a hologram and they see that that it is bristling with weapons, uh, and that's the problem. Moya's birth canal is not designed for a craft of this type. No, um, and the baby is starting to panic. Yep, uh, and threatening charging, to charging its weapons. Yep. Chana uh, takes charge. Says like, oh, "Can you like pressurize these uh, this pathway, and I will uh, go in there and I'll kick the baby out myself if I have to." Wow! Like once again, again yeah, Chana. T- I mean, Chana realizes they're in trouble. Uh, so again, it is self-interest but she does i mean she, again yeah, she could true. have made, she could have made a run for the prowler or for again the, yeah. so it seems that they've just select collectively forgotten that they have other spacecraft on board <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, we're we're back up top on the on the base. Everybody made it to the uh, uh, to the airsoft. Yeah, fight scene. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Stark is back. I don't honestly remember how they split up in the first place. Uh, Stark came was was rescued with oh yeah right they kind of forgot about him when they were sequestered in the grating maybe Stark was just sitting there in a corner going like I'm not here not my problem they like, must have split up up there yeah. he must have he must have gone up first but it was a little bit quick they gave him a big gun because he's like uh, he's, gets it, yeah he is uh, holding his own yeah because Dargo brought some supplies from the uh, from the transport pod so there there's a few there's ex- a firefight yeah there's a few explosions uh, they leave a little present for the uh, peacekeeper forces as everybody runs away. There's some more cool banter between John and uh, uh, and and Stark. Oh, what, what I really liked about this also when oh, they, yeah. when they walk back up and they uh, come up uh, up up on the stairs, and Dargo is standing there waiting for them, and he just goes like, "Good to see you again." It's like just very simple, very <laughs> yes. cool, and very collected, and like it's good to see you again. That's the only thing he had to say about it. Like, not my friend, my comrade. It's just like he's. Uh, we, you can see how Dargo speaks to someone he respects. Yes. Certainly, like that he that he respects on the on the same level. How he spoke to uh, to Aaron, it was it was calm, straight to the point. Uh, 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 understanding what the consequences would could be. Like he doesn't try to manipulate someone that he respects. Mm. He tells them exactly what's true and. Le- leaves it to them to and make decisions. Make the consequences. Yes. Uh, also, f- found it really hilarious uh, how in the firefight, Dargo is like all raw and shooting his keyblade yeah. and uh, blasting, and Zahn is just like very dispassionately just like firing her gun and just holding it from the hip and just yeah. spraying it. and I bet like her her body count has got to be like 10 times yeah. higher than, than Dargo's but her expression's completely impassive and she's just like yeah. casually shooting folks and one more folks. sent to hell and yeah. one more the, here comes the grim specter of death everyone prepare for the horror of mortality here we go I will bathe on your corpses because it's the only way I can sleep damn what <laughs> she's cold man stone cold um, not so much uh, uh, John and Stark who are having a wee laugh, which is oh, you know, it's yeah. it, it was kind of charming in 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 that moment when they when they share with each other what their what their secret memory was. Oh, it's a place I saw as a boy. What about you? Oh, this time I kissed a girl. What really? Yes, I thought it was about his doomsday device, about wormholes. It wasn't. It's only about the time I kissed a girl. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this time I've been rewatching it. I've been much, much more affected by the torture that uh, that mm-hmm. John was was put through. Like, yeah, uh, I saw it initially the, the same way that you do. Bravado, right? The 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 hero being kicked around, sort of like in mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Firefly. But he was so unprepared for it, and this this laughter, like that's that's kind of a paradoxical response to the terror that he must still be feeling. I it's, guess yeah. it's mania. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, uh, in this moment. Meanwhile, on Moya, uh, Chana is uh, jostling the guns from the ship. Uh, the gun is about a bit as big as she is. Yeah, it's, it's a cool prop. It's and it's kind of sort of unc- wobbling about. It's kind of unclear what she is actually doing there, but she's like pushing and shoving it a little bit. And uh, yeah, you're right. I don't understand exactly what she's what she's trying to do. She can't like she can't move it. She can't uh, budge it out of the way. Oh wait, I think that was the that was the idea. She was trying to like get this cannon to point. Away from Moya's like uh, tender uh, bits, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but eventually realizing that that's not going to happen, she Don't. says instead, like, yes, do fire. Yeah, Mo- uh, a very low power. Yeah, yeah, just bust out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't basically want basically a space C section performed yeah. by the baby. Yeah. That's a new one. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to hit Moya's mifongs, but <laughs> yeah, Moya has lady mifongs. <laughs> okay, I think we have an episode title. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we see uh, we see more firefighting again. Uh, uh, Zan is just quietly, dispassionately spraying death wherever she goes. <laughs> She's almost sort of whistling, "Dead, dead, yeah. dead." The peacekeepers are dead. The uh, the explosions up top on the uh, Garnak base are uh, matched by the explosion in Moya as uh, Chana goes running away and manages just in time to clear out of the passageway. She gets thrown around a bit, but other than that, she's fine. And apparently, the baby floats free. The baby is clear. Good job. And we uh, we enjoy a moment of relief that uh, 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 that all is well. A firewall has blocked off the uh, a literal wall of fire yeah, yeah. Uh, has blocked off the peacekeeper soldiers, but, but John yeah, is gets uh, snatched by uh, grabbed by his gentleman Mivonks. <laughs> Again. <laughs> By uh, Scorpius. Scorpius uh, shows up again, uh, points a gun at John, and goes like, oh, hi. And here we go again. We're not done yet. And nope. No, Kraken. 
You're not going with them. Jelena shows up. Yes. Points a gun at him. Uh, doesn't last long. John is like, yeah, shoot him. Uh, but uh, he, see how he laughs at, yeah. uh, at Scorpius here? <laughs> shoot him, Jelena. It's a pained laugh. Like, it's not it's like, even... Oh, here we go. Such complex emotions on his uh, on his face here. But yeah, Jelena, I don't know if she's ever been trained to use a weapon like this. No. Uh, Scorpius Sc- doesn't hesitate. Immediately shoots her. Yeah. Uh, 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 two shots. Uh, John shakes his uh, shakes his arm loose. Uh, Grabs the gun. Starts uh, fires a few ineffectual shots at Scorpius, who retreats. Bravely runs away, away. Yeah. Brave, oh, brave Sir Scorpius. <laughs> Dargo shows up, and they uh, uh, they carry Jelena back to the back to the pod, back on back on Moya, where everything is now sort of settled. They look out of the portal to see this. This ship, the it, baby floating they past. They take very great pains not to show too much. There's just a few shots which almost could have been also Moya. What about Moya's child? He's okay. He? It's a boy? Yes. A male. Excellent. What kind of a beast is he? It's hard to see, It is right? very hard to see. Everything's left a little bit in the dark, backlit. It's like they're clearly uh, keeping their powder dry on this yeah. one. It's very obvious that they're trying not to show too much about it's this. It's such a oh, it's such a scintillating tease, though. I really enjoyed it. Like, even the choice, the environment uh, uh, out in space, it's this red nebula. So you've got black and red. The offspring is black and red as well. So mm. you're, you're really it's relying on these peacekeeper, reflections. Peacekeeper black and red, I suppose. Yeah, right. Yeah. And unfortunately, Jelena is not in a good state. John tries to lift her spirits, tells her to, to, to let the medicine do its work. You'll be fine. No more lies, John. Everybody uh, files out, but not until after our Barnick, uh, 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 our Barnick slave. I forgot his name. What's his name? Bannock Stark. Bannock Stark. Stark yes. is the, the, the Barnacle. The Barnacle. <laughs> he uh, apparently shares that memory that he was holding on uh, with her. Yes. He uh, he waves his hand over her over her face and he tells her to to hold on to that. Apparently, it's a, it's beautiful and she's really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it, it calms her down. She uh, everybody files out and only John remains behind. And she asks for a kiss. A kiss, yes. John. Yeah. And he kisses her, and then she dies. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. It's yeah, it's so. Tune in next week for another fun-filled <laughs> episode, episode of Farscape. Wow, like this is some heavy stuff, right? Yeah, it's a bit of a downer. It's like I mean, death and birth together, I suppose. But yeah, and they're not out of danger. They can't starburst with a with a baby hanging around. They can't Apparently move not. very fast at no. all. Uh, uh, and they're still uh, a crisis command carrier. I mean, they're still very close by. Like, apparently, they're still they're still cloaked. Jelena did did help them using the. Oh uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. If the cloaked is the word, but no, like they but had a stealth trajectory or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're basically there's, there's some blind spots programmed into the uh, into the bases uh, detection systems. Jelena scrambled the scanning data files. Even crisis carrier can't find us now. But they don't have Jelena to help them anymore. So, oh, quick note review. Let's let's yeah. check our notes. There was one bit which I think is probably going to be my Woody. Uh, Rigel has some great lines in this episode, even though he doesn't have a lot to do, and even though he's super sleazy with uh, Chiana yes. in, the, in the pressure chamber. But before that, when they're talking about Moya's offspring, yeah. he talks about how uh, he has fathered hundreds of progeny, oh, and he's yes. never present at the birth. You know, if it was my offspring, we wouldn't have that problem. I think this is a trifle different, don't you? My progeny were tiny. Tiny and handsome, like their father. Yes. Like their father. <laughs> yes, and of course, he, he's not even smug that the hundreds are only the official ones and not the ones Yes, that with he... his wives. Yes. <laughs> But he's not a body breeder. Like his, I guess not. His idea of mating must be just spawning in over pool. some row. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Oh, I don't oh wait, really want... which one is row? Is row eggs? No, 
Like caviar. Yeah, is that that's eggs, yeah. Because the, the other gunk is also something you eat. Uh, no, it's not, I think. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not that versatile in... Uh, in cooking, way in cooking, more so than cooking, I am. Yes, but not in amphibious anatomy, so... Yeah, okay, so yeah. that's 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 going to be my... Uh, well, no, hold on. I'm going to have to think about this. Okay, you do your Willy and Woody. She gives me a Woody. She gives you the willies. Okay, my willy, I think, is definitely Rigel creeping out on Chiana. That's God, like, yeah, that that's, one's in the bag. Yeah, Unanimous. That's, uh, that's just like, it seems, uh, yeah, like you said, uncharacteristic for He's never shown Rigel. interest in bipeds no, before. But where, he's where yeah, he being from? super sleazy on that. Um, woody, ooh, oh, Woody, Woody, Woody. I mean, we've got a lot of good candidates. We've got Aaron in a, in a PK uniform again. Right, which, woof, yes. Woof, what a... What a stud, what a babe, whatever you want to call her. Like that, that ticks a lot of boxes for a lot of people. <laughs> let me tell you. I mean, yes, she, she looks great in that red uh, uniform with the uh, the the, the, the shoulder pauldron, the pauldron yeah. on her, which still looks a bit like someone cut up a big uh, road train tire, tire or something. Right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and put some extra studs on it. Uh, but it, it's it's fantastic costume design. Speaking of design, honestly, the the look that we get on the offspring, the male offspring, right? Uh, yes, and once again, it's Rigel goes, mm, oh, it's a boy, excellent. Yes. Uh, he seems to have some very peculiar uh, ideas about that. Uh, naming the episode? It's going to be Ah No, isn't it? Ah oh, No. <laughs> <laughs> we had some candidates. Actually, didn't I have a candidate earlier? Nah, uh, maybe not that. Well, yeah, either that or... Uh, oh, wait. Actually, uh, mm-hmm. I have a proposal from our friend Bostitch. Yes. Um, what do you think of Prepare for Starbirth? Oh, very good. Yes. Isn't that that's, a, that's amazing. Yes, let's go for that. Prepare for Starbirth. <laughs> and that's the story so far, Scape. We'll see you next week with episode 121, Born to be Wild. What kills you quicker, someone with a bone to pick or someone with a shrink ray? Find out on the Real Hunger Games. You can find us at SoFarscape on Twitter and Facebook and on SoFarscape.com. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so Farscape, Farscape, so good. So good.